Welcome to the Blind Stigma Podcast with your hosts, Stacey Ann Buchanan and Dr. Natasha Williams. This podcast aims to provide a safe space that explores mental health within the Black community, breaks down the stigmas attached while taking back our narratives. So welcome to the Blind Stigma Podcast. Today we have a really special guest. We're going to be speaking with Donovan McKenzie. And, you know, I'm excited about this one in particular because a lot of times in the community, we don't talk about black men and mental health. No, we don't. So I'm really excited to have him on the show today. And what's interesting and what he talks about a lot about is the the whole concept of vulnerability um, and being able to be in a space where you can embrace vulnerability and it's not seen as a negative thing. Um, and I think that concept in and of itself, and especially with men, is one of the toughest things uh, that a man would a man would have to embrace yes. in order to be their true and authentic self. And I think that is hard. Well, yeah, because especially the black men um, and the black women too, we're taught about being strong and we're, yes. we're conditioned to have the strong black man mentality. And I remember in the blind stigma documentary, we had one male that was brave and bold enough, a Freddie, and he spoke about going to his friends and to tell them that he's feeling a certain way. And they're like, you're getting soft on me, dog. You see? You're getting soft. Exactly. And so who are they going to go to and express that? If you express that to a woman, then you don't look manly enough. And if your own boys, if you're talking to, they're already saying that you're acting too soft. Exactly. So they have a lot of, they have a lot of things pented up, a lot of feelings, emotions and stuff that they're going through and they can't express it. Exactly. And then the minute we hear the term vulnerability, it's not seen as strength. It's no. seen as a weakness. Yeah. So I need to, you know, put up that guard, put up that shield, you know, be a man. That right? man up. Yeah, it's a man. It's that the man, man up thing, yep. right? That really, um, you know, ends up, I find, crippling. Um, men and in particular our black men, men yes. because vulnerability and and what I what I love about um, you know Donovan McKenzie and his movement is is that for him vulnerability is a strength. We have to reconfigure the dialogue because right now we we look at it and saying you know you need to be strong you need to man up, but not realizing that as human beings we have all sorts of emotions and to be a, a complete human being you have to embrace all of those emotions. Yes. So it's not about anything more or anything less. It's about being human. So I'm, you know, I'm so excited that we do have Donovan McKenzie coming up. And he is the founder of a movement called Heart of a Man. And the tagline for Heart of a Man is Overcome, Elevate, Inspire. So Heart of a Man is a mental health movement that provides hope, courage and resilience for men they provide a safe space to discuss grow and support each other to help end the stigma around mental health uh, their values and their mission statement is that they again provide a safe space for men to fully express themselves they strive to spread mental health awareness and touch lives through discussion groups 
workshops, and public speaking. And by providing tools and resources, they are able to share the stories and battles that they face one day at a time, giving men strength in their darkest moments. So here we've got Donovan McKenzie. Hello, Donovan. This is Stacey Ann Buchanan. And this is Dr. Natasha Williams. And we're from the Blind Stigma Podcast. How are you? I'm doing well. No complaints. Thank you for joining us today. My pleasure. So you know what? Why don't we get right into it? The first question we would love to ask you is for you to tell us your story. (laughs) My story? Yes. Okay. Well, I have a quite of a long story. Do I have three hours, or do we have? Um, <laughs> no, we don't have three hours. But no, you uh, could try to you could try to summarize it. Yes. <laughs> well, you see, my story starts off because I've been struggling with mental health for quite some time, especially depression, and um, I held it inside for quite some time. Um, I have uh, been keep it in a secret because society told me I have to keep it a secret as a black man. And uh, what I've realized is that it really broke me inside because I've been diagnosed now with depression, PTSD, anxiety. And one day I decided to get uh, some help because I had a paradigm shift realizing that I need to be vulnerable and open. And uh, I got the help I needed. And I finally had the courage, and that took me years upon years because um, I was told I could not get the help. I shouldn't get the help. I need to man up, be strong. But now my depression is under control. I've learned how to cope with my anxiety, and uh, here I am sharing my story. So, Donovan, can I ask you to um, elaborate a little bit on um, what were the circumstances that... um, sort of were the catalyst or or brought about some of the symptoms in terms of what you had discussed regarding anxiety, depression, PTSD. What were the your life circumstances that, that brought you to that point? That's a good question. Well, I uh, realized I had depression actually since I was a young boy because of, um, first of all, the verbal abuse. I would be called names often. I remember getting called uh, Monkey Face Donovan, being called different things, and that's when some seeds were planted in my mind. And going forward, um, I, had to, I encountered a lot of verbal abuse. I've lost my mother to uh, cancer, and those are some of the things that caused my depression to really start to um, come to surface. I also was—I've had surgery. I don't like to really talk about it, but those are some of the things that um, caused me to really develop some deep depression, some suicidal ideation, because I didn't want to be around anymore. Um, some of the circumstances that made me feel like life wasn't worth living. Um, but a lot of it started when I was a young boy, getting abused verbally and physically. And if my dad is listening to this, I still love you, Dad. You know? <laughs> yes. I have a lot of love for you. My dad understands now, you know? So, but that's what started it. The abuse, the name calling. Um, I failed basketball I broke my knee I lost some loved ones and I didn't know who to talk to and that just stayed inside for years upon years what I appreciate with what you're saying is is that it it didn't sound like it was just a one particular event 
it sounds nope. like you have been able, I guess, now to thoroughly understand how your upbringing, your growing up, how all of these things sort of created the foundation and the catalyst for for you know what transpired in terms of the um, you you suffering from you know depression anxiety so it wasn't just this one particular incident it wasn't one particular incident absolutely not it was a lot of uh, a lot of things that occurred in my life as a young boy and uh, a lot of men have that too when we're young we get called names you know we might lose a loved one um, we might be physically abused and we have to hold it inside and it's more than one thing um that uh planted that seed and it grew and it uh wasn't a beautiful seed because it's definitely tried to poison me but here i am i'm ready to share my story to the world donovan how would you say you addressed your issues with depression with ptsd anxiety how did you address that how did I address it? Well, I, what I realized actually was Rome wasn't built in a day. Um, it took me a very long time to cope with it. So the way I addressed it, first of all, was self-acceptance. I had to finally accept that, okay, a doctor told me I'm depressed. Do I believe him? At first I didn't. But when I said to myself, that's enough, I'm going to go and I'm going to try to get the help. So I addressed it by going out there and seeing a psychologist, I seen a psychiatrist, I seen a psychotherapist, where I learned cognitive behavioral therapy skills. I learned that I'm still important. I learned that men are suffering from this, and uh, I had to learn the skills to get up every morning, to meditate, to exercise, to accept who I am, to read and learn more, and see my therapist on a regular basis in order to still want to go on every day. That's how I had to learn how to deal with it. And I'm still dealing with it to this day, this moment, this minute. And like I said, Rome wasn't built in a day. Sometimes it's going to take a long time. And it's taken me a long time because I had to accept it. That's usually the toughest part, isn't it? It's it's the actual acceptance because, you know, a lot of times you don't want to, we don't want to admit that there's something wrong because that admission then in and of itself creates that vulnerability, that sense of, okay, you know, I, I have to go beyond myself to figure out how to heal myself. So it's, it's, it's fascinating that, um, that you've mentioned that. And the other thing that you mentioned is terms of, you know, it's a journey, right? It's, it is. You know, it's not that you have to, you know, have this all fa- I love the, what you said in terms of Rome was not built in a day, that you've, you've taken the time and you've actually taken several resources to really to really get at the, the root or the heart of the problem. Yeah, and uh, it took me a while to accept that resource because I'm a Jamaican. I was born in Jamaica. I didn't even know the word psychiatrist or psychotherapist until I was in my late 20s. I uh, didn't care to know about that. So I had to dig deep behind uh, the help I needed. And yeah, and just like you said, it, takes, it took me some time. I had to stop crying in the shower. <laughs> I find crying it's, in the shower is therapeutic. You you let here it is, and I negative. love what you just said. <laughs> it it is. You release so many negative emotions built up, so many negative toxins. You just release that. It, it is a great stress releaser. I I am a proud crying the shower person. So I do. Well, you know no, what? It's, it's, it's I, good. I'm gonna respect that. I respect that. I what I what I say is, men, for example, um, it's not a comfortable subject. 
um, talking about mental health and what we're going through as men. So at some point, we got to talk about it, right? And that's why I say we don't have to cry in the shower. Also, we could cry outside. Yes. 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 Thank you. Yes. And I and I appreciate I appreciate you saying that because a lot of times what we do um, or what men tend to do is, is again, I need to hide these emotions. So, you know, I could. So the thing is, it's not the crying in the shower is not the bad thing. But when you add, I can only cry in the shower. Mm. I can only cry, you know, in these four walls or I can only show my emotions, you know, to myself. The minute I go outside of my door, I have to put on this mask. I need to pull myself together because who wants to see somebody or a man in particular showing all of these emotions? Yes, you just said it. You just said it. The thing I realize is that when I realize, I tell me, I want to tell myself, I tell myself, I don't have to take my life. I don't, men, they don't have to take their life either. You have somebody to talk to. It took me years to realize that. And yes, you can talk about your feelings as a man, I realized, if you want to. And when you step outside the shower and you start crying outside and you talk to someone, it helps. That's why I'm still here right now. That's why I'm here able to share with you guys right now. And that's what made me be vulnerable to stand, to be sitting here and talking to you and sharing that. When I cried outside, I felt like I gained some strength mm-hmm. and the courage I needed. Amazing. Donovan, where would you say that you are right now in your life? I feel like I've been climbing a mountain for quite some time. <laughs> I feel like I've fallen. I feel like I've fallen. And that's okay. Fallen, it is okay. And I realized that. And that's why I want men to know. And I had to tell myself this. Every day, you're going to fall down that mountain sometimes. You got to get back up. I'm, I'm still, I'm in the middle of the mountain right now, climbing, learning. Um, but in that mountain, there's uh, people I can talk to also that's going through the same thing. I'm at a place right now where I'm trying to learn not just to cope, but how I can help other people because men are suffering. And I'm trying to make vulnerability be seen as a sign of strength in our black community for men. I'm still coping and I've learned some skills that I want to share now with other men, with the community, everyone, men, women, everyone. I'm so glad that you are, um, you know, taking this, um, taking your journey and using it to hopefully be a catalyst of healing for other men in particular. I know you said men, women, everyone, but you know, it's, it's such a breath of fresh air to actually have a black man, um, you know, as the face of, of this, because I think we need to have that dialogue out in the open. But I think also it has to be from black men for black men. Um, so, you know, I so, so appreciate that you are that you are doing this. This is a pleasure because now I teach men uh, to challenge the ideas about vulnerability and start telling the truth about what uh, we're actually going through. So keeping a secret and pretending everything's okay. Right. And how and Donovan, how do you do this? You do you have a program, you have a company I that do. you okay. It's called Heart of a Man. It's called I started a Heart of a Man organization. Yes. That uh, helps men share their journey also. Um, create a support group where men could come and just talk to one another. Also I'm speaking in different schools, just sharing my my story, what I've been through and uh, teaching them some of the skills I've learned. I started a little clothing brand so we could feel like we're a team when we see we see us wearing we see us wearing a t-shirt it's a heart of a man t-shirt 
Those are some of the things I'm doing now. Sharing my story and spreading awareness. Amazing, amazing, amazing. The next question I want to ask you is, um, in your opinion, how can we change the stigma of mental health and mental illness in our community? How could we change it? We have to talk about it. Stigma is uh, something that we have for it's Basically, I want to say what I've learned, the definition of stigma, is negatively judging someone based on an attribute, such as having depression, bipolar. You hear those names, you might start judging. We have to start stop judging them now and start opening up as a community. We have to learn and gain the knowledge because knowledge is one of the greatest ways I had to learn to combat stigma. And now my family's accepting what I've had. I'm getting a lot more love from them because they know. So we have to educate ourselves on what that is. Because if we're ignorant to it, we don't know, we're going to still be like, oh, you know what, I don't accept this. Like I've heard a lot of O'Donovan, don't listen to you're a duppy or a demon if you think that. So knowledge is the best way to combat stigma, and I want to spread that to the community. Just find out what's going on. And if you're struggling with something, seek the help you need. Donovan, if you could if you could sum up your journey, your journey with depression and anxiety and PSDD, and you could summarize it in just one single word, what word would that be? Resilience. See, I love that word. How does that resonate with you in terms of your own journey? When you say resilience, what does that how would you sort of describe that for yourself? Myself right now, in order to be, I had to find out what resilience means because uh, I, I had a pastor tell me I'm resilient once. And this is when I was going through a lot. It's basically when you can go through things, get back up, and you could struggle and struggle and still say, you know what? I'm going to, uh, I'm going to overcome this. And the world wants and craves the real you. So when you're resilient, it means you can fall seven times. You could fall 20 times. You could get back up, broken, hurt, lost, and still keep on going. Amazing. That's resilience. Yes. Some people could quit, and it hurts to keep going. But when you have that resilience built inside you as a man and you struggle with these things, you can do it. If I could do it, you can do it. I absolutely love that. Donovan, amazing, amazing. You're doing some amazing work. Um, you know, I appreciate you and what you are doing for the community. Um, and all I would say is, is that, you know, keep on going because our community absolutely needs you. Thank you. I really, I really appreciate that. Uh, and tell all the men, they don't have to hide in the shower and cry anymore. Please. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's yes, it. I'm pretty sure they're listening and, and they're appreciating these words of wisdom and appreciating that someone that they can see themselves in that they know that they're not alone now so thank you for 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 being brave and thank you for being bold and and thank you for changing the stigma that is so yes. important thank you donovan Absolutely. um where where can our listeners find you what is your uh, social media handles your your website you know please let let the listeners know where they can find you instagram is heart of a man underscore Okay. They can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter at the heart of a man underscore also. And I have a website that I've created and I'm still working on heartofaman.com. So check it out. Reach out to me. We have a men's support group coming up on the 20th of February at 7 p.m. Um, and check it out, please. I would love to see you out there, men. 
Yeah, please. We're going to have a lot more every month. Okay, sounds good, Donovan. Again, thank you so much for joining us on the Blind Stigma podcast. Thank you so much, Donovan. We really appreciate you. It's a pleasure. Blind Stigma. Let's end the stigma. Let's combat the stigma. You've reached the end of another episode of the Blind Stigma podcast with your hosts, Stacey Ann Buchanan and Dr. Natasha Williams. Thank you for tuning in. If you're a first-time listener and you like the show, then please subscribe, rate, and review us on all the major podcast platforms. Don't forget to connect with us on social media at The Blind Stigma and join the conversation. Find out more about each guest and help us to change the stigma while taking back our narratives. This podcast is produced by What's Up Toronto and Stacey Ann Buchanan Productions.